0: Hello and welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins and can I begin by thanking you for the feedback after last week's podcast. I read a speech I'd delivered the week before at the Oz Camino Festival in the Blue Mountains outside of Sydney and the response was fantastic, so thank you all so much. There's an old Jewish saying, a mother understands what a child does not say. There's another saying, the hardest walk is walking alone but it's also the walk that makes you strongest. I've interviewed the Australian author, blogger, and pilgrim Ailsa Piper twice on my podcasts, once after the release of a book, The Attachment, Ailsa co-wrote with Father Tony Doherty, and a second time after the re-release of Sinning Across Spain, Ailsa's account of walking the Camino carrying the sins of others. Both are brilliant interviews, if I do say so myself, because Ailsa's prepared to share her insights into what makes the Camino special for her and indeed for all of us. And I said last week, a pilgrim learns to understand that you don't need all the baggage we carry in life. We don't need regrets. We don't need anger. We don't need turmoil. We're seeking clarity, and leave the heavy stuff behind. Alsa Piper emailed me last week to tell me about her friend, Anna Chandler, and Anna's son Tom walked the Camino seeking clarity and found it. And Anna's on the line from Perth in Western Australia, and I'll let Anna tell her story. Anna Chandler, welcome.
1: Thanks, Dan. It's lovely to talk to you. Can, can I ask,
0: <laughs> firstly, is the old Jewish saying right? A mother understands what a child does not say?
1: Well, maybe, but look, we wouldn't have thought in a million years that Tom, our son, who'd been severely depressed for four to five years... Uh, would ever come on the Camino with us. We didn't even hope to think that that would happen. It was simply uh, circumstances that threw us all together on the Camino very unexpectedly and um, unfolded this amazing... I mean, I'm not religious, so I I, I, I hesitate to use the word miracle, but we're still shaking our head in disbelief at the transformation that happened with Tom. And it was all by pure chance that it all happened, um almost like someone was pulling strings to make it happen it was bizarre so but it happened and he's 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 you know really had a huge transformation
0: so let's go <laughs> back a bit uh, i actually saw a picture of you in santiago square and it's dated october 7 2017 now if that's right and if that was the day you finished anna you finished three days after me
1: really that's fantastic that is fantastic
0: you must have been just behind me all the way
1: well this was the northern camino because my husband and i love walking the camino and we'd actually done the french camino um four years before and then a year or two before we'd done the portuguese camino and so my husband had a big 60th coming up and i said what do you really really want to do and he said I'd love to go back on a different Camino again, um, and so the Northern Camino seemed like the best choice. And it really was quite amazing. It was the most beautiful scenically that we had been on out of the three, for sure. Um, <clears throat> and it just so happened that Tom was over in Europe, um, not feeling very happy, very miserable, but travelling around. Um, Realised he's not a solo traveller. Um, it was my husband's sixtieth, so he's from Ireland, and we had a big party there with the family. And Tom was there, uh, and he still had a month to kill in Europe, realizing that he's really not a solo traveller, and, and he has quite a lot of so- had quite a lot of social anxiety, and so he wasn't enjoying himself like a normal twenty three year old normally would be having the time of their life in Europe on their own, you know. Um, and we'd mentioned the Camino, but it, it, we didn't think it was his kind of thing. And we had a few days together in Ireland after the party. And we downloaded The Way, which, you know, we'd yeah. seen many times before. But Tom had never seen it before. Oh. Um, and he quite liked it, you know, in his quiet way. He didn't say much, but I could see that he was sort of thinking, oh, it looks quite good. Um, and we sort of threw the idea around. Well, come along with us. You never know. You might enjoy it, you know. And, um we found him a really cheap flight straight across and he could meet us at Irun, which is where we was, were starting off from, right on the French border. Um, and he, he did, he came. And, of course, initially the first few days, he was the same old Tom, very uh, monosyllabic, very um, down and miserable and grumpy, of course. But as the walk progressed, he became lighter and happier and actually apologetic when he was grumpy and amazing. Just changed. Over, he just changed
0: over the walk. Yeah. How wonderful. A- and what a wonderful thing for you and your husband to be there watching it unfold. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah. We're still in disbelief and he's come back. Um, I mean, it, it, it happened slowly. It didn't all happen at once by any means. You know, the first few days he was same old grumpy Tom, you know, and, Grumpy in the morning and then maybe come good in the afternoon. And then a few days later, uh, a bit grumpy but apologizing for being grumpy. And about a, a five or six or a week maybe into the walk, happy in the morning. Like, who is this boy? This isn't <laughs> our son. <laughs> and happy and chatting and, you know, enjoying himself and singing. I always bring my ukulele on the Camino. And he grabbed my ukulele. He's very musical. And he picked it up. And he started playing it and singing. Along and you know, we were having a ball and, and dad's sort of backing along with the camera, falling down a hole and we're all fo- falling around laughing and we had such good times and we've never, we haven't had that since Tom was a little kid before he became a sullen teenager and went down a hole that just didn't seem like he was ever going to come out of. So we, we got back to that pure joy of just walking and Meeting up and laughing and enjoying each other's company. And really instrumental in all of this was um, that we met this delightful couple from Canada. And we just, we only bumped into them because we kind of cheated. We read in the guidebook that the bit out of Bilbao was very industrial and boring. Um, So we all looked at each other and went, oh, let's get a taxi. So we did. And we caught a taxi about 30Ks, which is kind of against the rules, but who cares? And and it was only by this fortuitous change of plan that we actually, the, the very same night, bumped into this delightful couple who were just so kind and so lovely, about our age, but they really took Tom under their wing and they really, really understood him because they'd been through similar things with their kids. Um... And they were walking ahead of us, they were very, very fit, and with Tom, chatting away all day and saying things to Tom that we'd been saying, but we're his parents, so he doesn't listen to us. He, he listened to them, you know? Yeah. So when he, he actually came home a, a week before us, he was booked to come home and he, he flew home and he did all the things they said, you know, um, tidings room, making lists of what needs to be done, applying for jobs you know smartening himself up all the things that we've been saying but he wouldn't ever listen to us but he he actually did them and he applied for a job a really good job and for half an hour later they rang back saying you've got the job oh. um, and he's making really good money he's saving up for his next trip and um, he's he's just moved out of home which is brilliant because 6 months ago that was the last thing that Tom would have been able to do he was he was mute He was paralyzed with severe depression, clinical depression in his room on antidepressants, miserable as hell, grumpy as hell, not enjoying himself, not enjoying life, Um, playing, you know, on his screens, of course, in his room, just not communicating, coming out on rare occasions, making himself some dinner in the middle of the night because, of course, he'd be up all night when we were asleep. So just really impossible that he would ever move out of home and here he is now in his own flat um, happy and proud and enjoying life. We went round there uh, last weekend and um, he showed us proudly round his flat. Everything's as neat as a pin, most uncharacteristic of Tom. (laughs) He's always lived in a complete pigsty and really happy and we we all went out for brunch um, and he chatted to us for two hours as happy as if we've ever seen him. And I can't tell you what good that does for a parent who's seen their child completely miserable for four or five years, really unable to function in any way. Yeah. And here he is, out in the world, happy and enjoying himself. And it's all a parent would ever wish for, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I I wonder, so often, Anna, we hear people say, come on, snap out of it, or, or what have you got to be mm. depressed about? But it's mm. an illness, isn't it? It's an illness like oh, yes. like any other illness. You can't snap yes. out of it. You, you no,
1: that's you, you... right, Dan. You hit the nail on the head. And in fact, it's it's really a chemical imbalance mm. in the brain. And Tom, as he exercised all day, every day, walking along, you know, we do 20K plus, yeah. or, you know, around 20, a little bit more. And the, of course, the exercise completely changed his brain chemistry. I mean, that's, you know, as far as we can tell. Um, And he realized that exercise is vital to his mental well-being. So when he got back, uh, he didn't just do the job there. I mean, he also did the uh, exercise thing as well. He joined a gym, he started jogging, he's uh, rowing again. Um, So all the things that he enjoyed that give him those endorphins that he really couldn't do when he was paralyzed with depression, breaking the cycle is the thing um, you know, when you're stuck in your room with yeah. depression and you you can't see the end of it and you can't see a way out and you don't have the energy or um even the get up and go to, to go for a run or join a gym. That's the last thing you're gonna yeah. do. Yeah. But having been on the Camino exercising every day, realising how good it felt, um, he's now he's got that tool now in his toolbox of of ways of keeping uh that at bay and so he knows how to do it now and so that's lightened his whole life up because he's got this fantastic tool to um that he if he sticks to it he knows that it keeps um keeps him running well like all of us we all need that
0: yeah that's right how do you keep motivated though anna you said five years five years with somebody in the house that you desperately want to help but you know Really, they oh. need to help themselves. How do you keep motivated? And it must have been gut-wrenching to watch a child, your child, go yes. through it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was really, really hard. And, of course, it affects your life. You know, it makes you, you can't sleep at night. You know, it affects everything. Yeah. And you have to just keep going for the sake of your um, the rest of your family and your relationship and all of that. And and your business and the people that you employ that rely on you for you know, to, to keep the joy happening, you know, yeah. in, in other parts of the life. But, yeah, of course it's draining. And so for us, this was the best birthday present that we could have ever hoped for and Christmas and everything for the rest of our lives. You yeah. couldn't get a better outcome. And, you know, it, it was quite amazing to see the transformation. It doesn't sound possible, but it's. Uh, we hear it time and time again, the people we talk to, Um, Yes, you know, they've heard of this happening, they've seen it happening with their own eyes. People, it's like a reset button in your mind or your heart or your brain or somewhere. It's a reset and it resets people's lives. um, And it gives them uh, the tools they need to um, make a better life. And that certainly happened with Tom. One of the things that caused Tom to go into the pit of depression one of the things was that his very, very good friend was paralysed in a terrible accident and became a quadriplegic. And it became a very sore point. We could never ask him when he was depressed, you know, how is your friend? Um, It it upset him too badly. And it really sent him, it was the catalyst really that sent him, I believe, anyway. Um, But now, believe it or not, he's talking about taking his friend, uh, travelling with a specially modified wheelchair, and for them to actually, you know, so it's sort of come full circle. He's he's now gone through all that pain and agony and and, and terrible uh, feelings of tragedy and misery, you know, and he's come out and now he's planning a future and something fun that they can do together, you know. That's so,
0: amazing.
1: I know. Is it's is just
0: amazing. amazing. Yeah. I, I, you, know, you, you mentioned you, you having to try or wanting to, uh, maintain the joy for those around you and mm. and I can hear from your voice you 're a happy person uh mm. you know you 're a creative person too a designer a musician mm. and you 're someone who likes to bring color and enjoyment to others and depression mm. is the antithesis of of all of that mm. so mm. so you you maintain and I mentioned before the the momentum and and everything how now are you going to make sure that it doesn 't you, you, you come back into your life in a way. You're going to keep keep Uh, encouraging Tom, keep exercising, keep, you know, because let's face it, life's not easy.
1: No, well, look. Tom's got the tools now, and he's off. He's off living his life, and that's a great relief. I mean, yes, a, empty nest syndrome and all that. Yeah, it's kind of sad. I go, oh, I miss Tom, but I'm so happy that he's out there yeah. in the world. And as you say, look, joy is my life, color and joy. That's yeah. what my whole business is is based on. My life is based on. Um, all my designs are about color. Um, and colour equals joy, I believe. Yeah. And so I'm surrounded with beauty and colour and wonderful people and wonderful workmates and friends and family. So I've sort of got that sort of, you know, that sort of part of yeah. who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, I mean, a lot of depression can certainly be hereditary. And as a child, I did grow up with a severely depressed mother, severely depressed. Um, and so I saw that and I, I guess I, 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 I had that as a child and I was determined as an adult to bring as much joy to the world as possible because I had a gothic, dark, joyless, um, frightening childhood, so I suppose.
0: How so, wonderful that is! So
1: that's, my, my my life mission is to to spread joy. You know that's yeah, what I do.
0: Yeah, and if you're listening, I'm going to give Anna's website at the end of the of the podcast. So let, let's take a step back. You mentioned you've you've walked the Camino before. How did the Camino enter your lives, your husband, you and your husband's lives, all those years ago?
1: Yeah, well, we've always been walkers, and uh, well, for a long time anyway. My husband and I took up walking, and. We've always both individually been interested in the Camino, and I guess when the um, the movie came out, The Way, yeah. that was something that influenced a lot of people. And in yeah. fact, I think we probably caught the tail end of the French Camino being even walkable. I, I mean, I think now it's become terribly um, popular and, and probably not quite the same as when we did it a few years ago. You know, it, you're sort of racing for the next town to grab a bed. Yeah, the Camino thing. gift. We're, it's become the the French Camino, but of yeah. course, as you know, Dan, there are many, many, yeah. many Caminos, yeah. and so you could spend your whole life walking all the other incredible Caminos. I mean, we've still got the Primitivo to do. Yeah. You know, we've got many others that we want to do. So, um, we both just love doing it, and and we we're very different, Michael and I, my husband, and he's. Are much more methodical, and he would train for weeks beforehand and run up and down staircases and different things like that. I would never do any of that. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, yes. granted, yeah, yeah. after a week on the Camino, you get as fit as you can, anyway. So, yeah, yeah. You, you know, I'd I'd let it happen like that. But yeah, we're very different. But we walk separately and together, and meet up each night. If you know, if we're going our separate ways, and. And that way you meet people and, and of course, as I said, I always bring my little, um, travel ukulele, my flea, and it's light as a feather. I ca- I travel with five kilos on my back, including my ukulele. So, um, it's very, you know, it's a really great, I really advise if anyone plays an instrument or a small harmonica or something portable and you're going on the Camino, make sure that's the first thing you pack because the joy and the fun that you can have with an instrument it's just contagious, and maybe you you're in a room of people where hardly anyone speaks English, but everyone speaks music, you know yeah, and, yeah. and you can have such a ball yeah. and we had some some really fun nights you know um in an amazing old you know a thousand year old monastery. Um, doing the conga line round the kitchen until the old ancient priest came down and told us to get to bed, you know, really fun. And I'm 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 nearly sixty, so we're not talking about you know yeah, young people yeah. here. We're talking about every age group.
0: Well, you know, yeah. I carried a little guitar, a little parlor guitar, on my back.
1: Yeah, nice.
0: And I, I, I it, that's all I had. I just yeah. stuffed my clothes into the guitar case, and yeah. I played it all around. And everywhere I went, I got the front of the guitar stamped. So the front of the guitar is oh. all covered in the pilgrim stamps.
1: I saw your um, crosses and things on it. Yeah, yeah. the Santiago cross. That's yeah, right. fantastic.
0: And so now when That's I play, yeah. so I'm playing this afternoon down in the rocks, uh, yeah. and people come up to me, oh, you've done yeah. the Camino.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, they, and they all
0: say the same thing. The music on the Camino is one of the best things. But yeah. I, I want it to is, ask about it? the flea. Tell me about the flea.
1: Oh, it's a super lightweight travel ukulele. They're made in America. Um, they weigh almost nothing and they're virtually indestructible. It's a, it's a nylon one. They're not like a little cheap plastic one. They're, they're a, quite an expensive one. I mean, well, not expensive. They're under $400, but they're a good quality travel nylon ukulele with a good tone. So they're a very good compromise um, from your usual big, yeah. you know, mm. valuable one that you don't want to batter, you yeah. know, when you're yeah. travelling. So and
0: do you, does it, do you pack it inside your backpack or is it... Is in, it inside it the, the backpack. Oh, okay, right.
1: Yeah, inside. pack all my clothes around it and it uh, fits in nicely. I've just got a super light... I only take 33-litre pack, so it's pretty tiny. It's like a day pack, really. Right. Um, and of course, at the end of the Camino, you just chuck your clothes away because they're completely rags because you've washed and washed and washed them every yeah. day, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. but that's the way to go, for, to my mind. You know, very, very light, super light, nothing. And, you know. And
0: you're comfortable checking it on board, or do you take it on the on on the plane with you? Up-
1: well, my pack's so tiny that it comes um, on the plane as hand right, luggage.
0: Right, okay, yeah, right, yeah.
1: Yeah, I it's only get... tiny. And my sticks fold right down to nothing too. Um, so, yeah, we usually manage to get them on the plane as hand luggage, under seven kilos,
0: yeah. So let's talk about the Camino Norte. Uh, I'm told it's absolutely spectacular. Mm, uh, walking along mm. the coast, uh, how long mm. did it take you?
1: Almost the same as the French. It's almost the same kilometres, about five weeks and about 830 something kilometres. Wonderful, spectacular. I mean, I'm into architecture. The architecture there is quite amazing, very different from anything I've seen in inland Spain. Um, uh, Very beautiful old mansions all along the coast in this really unusual, um, in indigo, I think it's called, style, which is the wealthy plantation owners coming back 150 years ago from Cuba and places like that, they've made all their money and then they're building these incredible mansions, which at the time would have been considered very nouveau Rich, but are now beautifully decorated with Art Nouveau. But the the motifs they used were all like palm trees and and pineapples because they were bringing back a bit of the tropics into northern Spain. So it's a lovely mixture. Um, it's, It's quite beautiful. Uh, to look at, and we stayed in quite a few of those old places. Uh, some of them have been turned into pensions and albergues. Um, wonderful. But the coast, the coast is quite incredible all the way along. The whole way along, the land is stratified, but it's turned itself sideways through many millions of years ago. So you get all the way along, you get these incredible beaches with big land masses going right out like big fingers out into the sea. And some of them have holes through them, and the scenery is so dramatic. We've never seen anything like it. Um, quite beautiful. The beaches are amazing. Nothing like any beach you've you've seen here. It's um, very unusual um, geology, uh, caves everywhere. Uh, I think they actually filmed um, Game of Thrones along there, and it's that it's got that feel about yeah, it. Very yeah. dramatic and quite you know very unusual yeah. um, landforms. So the architecture is beautiful, the, the, the geology is amazing and everything about it, um, everything about it was spectacular. It was Walking the Northern Camino was like a movie. It was, yeah. it was like you were in a movie. It was so spectacular. You're walking through beautiful forests and then out into farmlands, much more lush than the French Camino, the most popular one that, that you did, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that's fantastic too. But this has got a lot more lushness to the greenery. Um, so a lot more variety of of plant life and flowers and trees and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Beautiful, beautiful villages and gorgeous architecture. The food, of course, more seafood than you get inland on the French Camino. So everything about it was incredible. And then you go through Bilbao with the Guggenheim. Yeah. Um. So you got you got a little bit of everything. You know, you've got yeah. just everything. And Santander and San Sebastian and uh, but lovely little coves with ancient, ancient old fishing villages, um, all nestling in amongst the cliffs a bit like Cornwall or something like that, you know, lovely old little cottages all nestling into these beautiful, beautiful deep harbours with little fishing boats bobbing there and, and a little pub where you just sit and have a drink and some yummy seafood at the end of the day and just... You can't believe you're there. It's like being in a movie. So beautiful.
0: You just paint the picture so beautifully, Anna. <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> sitting here, staring off into the distance, saying, "Ah, hello." Well, you,
1: you can see why Tom's. You can see how Tom's yeah. mood in that circumstance, and in those um, beautiful surroundings, and with that such great company, these Canadians who were such a hoot. I mean, they had us laughing every minute of every yeah. day. They were just so funny. We we just bounced off each other so well, and. I guess the combination of meeting this lovely couple and the beautiful surroundings and the exercise and fresh air and good food and all of those things and the camaraderie of the Camino and the music and the incredible places that we stayed. I guess all of that combined to just change Tom's brain chemistry. And yeah. that's all I can explain it as. You know, that's. Yeah. Uh, it, it's almost impossible to put it into words what happened, but it did happen yeah. and it is worth trying. If anyone, if there's one person out there, and I did ask Tom's permission to, to tell his story, um, uh, but I just thought if there's one person out there who has a child in a similar situation who just can't get out of that terrible hole, I know it's a long shot, but I think it's worth a try
0: yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I think that's a very, very powerful message, Anna, um, mm. because I know for a fact, I walked with an old school friend of mine um, in October mm. last year. He too mm. had been battling and the well, the black dog for for many, many years, um, yes. and he, he, he did it tough trying to work his way out of it, but it, yes. it changed his life immeasurably. Wow, like, there's that's absolutely ridiculous. no doubt about that. Yeah, and, and, yeah. yeah and it's he, a
1: reset button. Yeah, it it's, is. It's
0: just a reset button. Yeah, yeah, it is. Can I just ask you very quickly? Are you a, mm. would you consider yourself a spiritual person?
1: No, I'm very cynical. Um, I'm anti-organized religion, uh, but I'm a designer, so I ha- have a conduit to something yeah. far bigger than me that I don't understand. That yeah. I never question. I go with the creativity when it happens because it's bigger than me. So I guess I'm not a completely prosaic person, but I'm certainly not, I, I certainly don't understand religion or really am, I'm not attracted to it and I'm often repelled by the bad aspects of it. So I, I'm certainly not a religious person, but I certainly have a belief in things that are bigger than I am.
0: Yeah, I've, I've interviewed a couple of people on the podcast over the last year and a half who have spoken about thin spaces I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's 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 somewhere where you feel you are just so close to the spiritual side, the the other side, as it were. And mm. I know that there are times on the Camino this last time I've done it twice now, where I would just sit quietly in almost trance-like state because you've walked, you know, mm. in almost a meditative state as well. Mm. For so long, mm. you're freed up by the the not having to worry about anything, mm. not, having, not having to think about anything. To be yeah. completely honest, yeah, just walk. That's just right. Just walk. That's it. And yeah. and the, yeah. and when you said a reset button, that's this. I kind of have this vision in my head for mm. Tom of mm. just being able to clear it all out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and be, once he's cleared his his mind, cleared his self out, mm-hmm. then then all of the goodness starts to come back in. Yeah, to his life that, and to his thought process. That's,
1: that's right. That's very true. And there are some intangible moments on the Camino where you walk into an old stone 12th century church and your eyes just fill with tears yeah. over the beauty of the simplicity and the the, the intangible beauty of it all, you know, there's something, there's certainly something, whereas the ostentatious ones filled with gold that was probably plundered from um, South America, you know, that makes me sick, you know, I hate that, but the simplicity and the beauty of the early, early, early churches, which were, you know, which were much more pure, um, there's something beautiful about them, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I know, one of my other guests a couple of weeks back said, I wonder what Christ would have made of all that. Gold, oh,
1: totally, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think he would have (laughs) been thinking,
0: hang on a second, wait a minute. I think they were on the wrong path, those
1: guys, somehow. Yeah, look,
0: I I mentioned at the start of the interview the hardest part is walking alone, but it's also the walk that makes you strongest. Mm. I wasn't actually referring to the Camino, I was talking about walking alone with depression. Mm. And I think Mm. that, uh, well, I'm certain anyway, Anna, that, Mm. that Tom is much stronger and resilient as a result. Of the physical, oh. mental, and spiritual journey he's been he, on. He's
1: transformed. He's, yeah. he's totally transformed. He's a different person, actually. Yeah. He just rang yesterday and said, I'm coming round to cook you guys dinner tonight.
2: Oh, my <laughs> like, gosh. Who
1: is this child? Who <laughs> is this man? Look, we, we don't know wow. this person. We want, we, we want our son back. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> it's amazing. He's just, he's a different person and he's full of his old, when he was a little kid, he was the most enthusiastic, bright, chirpy little thing you've ever met. And he fell hard into a terrible depression. these you know, mid to late teens and he's back. He's back. His old, old Tom is back. You know, he came back again. And I know, I have friends who's, whose sons are in a similar position and who are now a bit older and it's almost like it's set in concrete you know they're now 30 and still in that hole in their rooms and you think is it too late you know is it is it too late for these these kids it's almost like like we got tom back just in time it was just in time because he was so desperate for ha- for for getting out of this misery he was in he was starting to experiment with you know all sorts of things, drugs and things. And I think, really, we got him back just in time. Um, and I, I really can't say strongly enough that it's worth trying this experiment. And we weren't even thinking we were going to be doing this. Yeah, that's right. Because we didn't think for a million years he would come with it. Yeah. But, but if if you can possibly break this and try and, and do it, um, if you have kids in the same situation, and I have... I have two friends with kids in the same situation who um, it now seems like there's uh, drug-induced psychosis and all sorts of terrible things that have come from just being depressed for so long that it's it's gone into, you know, much worse than that, schizophrenia and, and drug-induced psychosis from, from taking too many drugs to try and make yourself happy, you know, and I think if Tom had gone on much longer, that could possibly have happened. He was in a really bad place. It wasn't just depression. It was much more, you know. So it is it is a miracle what's happened to him. And it is a huge relief for us. And I can't um, recommend it strongly enough.
0: I'm so happy for you.
1: Thank you, thank you. I'm Dad. so
0: happy for you and your husband. And I'm so happy for Tom.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and, we are too. And you know what?
0: <laughs> I want you to tell him that uh, that I, on behalf of all of my listeners as well, just want to mm-hmm. say thank you for having the well. Let's say the guts to to let Mum tell the story um, <laughs> because you know it's his story. Mm, it's, it is it's his story. journey, and yeah. you know, and he's come out the other side of it it's much more stronger, much more resilient, and yeah. and the best yeah. part about it, Anna, is you and I know much much happier.
1: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a definitely. wonderful
0: story. Look, I thank you so much for sharing it, Anna.
1: Thank you for giving me the opportunity, Dan. It was lovely to
0: talk to you. You too. All the best. And, yes. and buen camino.
1: Buen camino, Dan.
0: All the best. Bye-bye, Anna. Ciao. Bye. Anna Chandler there. And I mentioned in the course of the interview that Anna is a designer. Her website, annachandler.com. The homewares, accessories, jewellery and textiles are amazing. annachandler.com. Look, a reminder, if you're interested in subscribing to the podcast, just go to the podcast icon on your phone, click on search and punch in My Camino, the podcast, and you click on subscribe and each episode will automatically download each week. Tuesday nights in Australia, early Tuesday in the Northern Hemisphere. That's all we have time for this week. I hope you enjoyed Tom and Anna's story as much as I did. I'll be back again next week with another episode of My Camino, the podcast. Until then, I'm Dan Mullins. Buen Camino.